The following is a Joel Mahalik production. <clears throat> Let me explain something to you. Whenever you come in here and interrupt me, you're breaking my concentration. You're distracting me. And it will then take me time to get back to where I was. Understand? Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. I am Joel Mahalik, and I am sitting across the wonderfully beautiful and sexy lovely Sharon. Oh, okay. I thought you were bringing somebody else on the show. No. Not at all. No. So welcome, everybody, to the program. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Uh, We are located at www.jmtalk.net. And that's where you are able to listen and subscribe to the podcast. And give us feedback. And give us feedback. Also, we have added, we always, I always say, we're on every podcast and network. And then we found out about the Stitcher thing. Yeah. So we looked into it, we applied to Stitcher, and we are now on and Stitcher. Yeah. So. That's amazing. And I told you who owns Stitcher, right? I did tell you that? Yes. Yeah. You did. Yes. Yeah, Sirius XM. So, so why can't we get on Sirius XM then? Well, because we're not good enough. But it, Well, that's it, not true. The reason I told you that, though, the reason I told you that, though, is because um, years ago when I was doing the Behind the Mic show, you, yes. you used to send demos and letters to, to Sirius XM all the time. Yes. To no response. However. So we're sort of on there now because we're on a platform they own. Right, exactly. <laughs> but... <clears throat> I have not sent our show to um, to SiriusXM, so... You're waiting for? The second Tuesday of next week. I swear well, we I'm going to do it we don't even have a demo for this show. Yeah, but... We'd have to uh, make a demo. And you know what they say about demos? If you're sending demos out, what they say? They say that you have to sell them in like the first 20 seconds of a demo where they hit stop and throw it in the trash. Exactly. You don't even get your stuff back. Well, you know what, though? All they really have to do is hear your sexy voice. Yeah. And then, hey, hey. That's right. Look, you just rolled your eyes at me. I did. It's the eye roll show. you (laughs) You get upset with me. I do. If I roll my eyes, I was gonna say if I roll your eyes at you. <laughs> That's why I would get upset if you're rolling my eyes because that right. would hurt. Exactly. So anyway, folks, social media, TikTok, and Facebook, and I don't know how much longer TikTok will last, but TikTok and Facebook at JM Talk, Instagram and uh, Twitter wait. at JM Talk Radio. You say you don't know how much longer yeah, well, TikTok we, we will be around. We don't know what. The status they really is. can't take that from us. They can. No, <laughs> they, it's they, called freedom of speech. Listen, do you want do you want to have this conversation? Because freedom of speech is yes, you're you're guaranteed that by the U.S. Constitution. Okay, but when it's like when people go, people always say freedom of speech, freedom of speech when they get put in Facebook jail. But what they forget is Facebook 
and all these other social media outlets are a corporation and what they say goes. Yes, but so they can because it's their it's their private entity, so they can in fact infringe okay. on I was just no gonna say thing. yes, but Poshmark is not <laughs> okay. No, TikTok is not going to say, you know what? I don't think we want to be in the United States anymore. Considering, if I'm not mistaken, they're a company from the United no, States. No, they're a company from China. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Oh, my goodness. Yes, they are. And that's why, because the government may suppress them. That's why Microsoft is looking into purchasing the United States portion of it. So they will not get blocked by the government. So we don't know what's going to happen. But let me tell you, I want to tell you about an experience I already told you about, so I want to tell everybody else. Okay. Driving home in the rain today, the day we're recording this, which may not necessarily be the day that it dropped. Right. Driving home in the rain. And it was on and off, on, on, on and off again rain. It wasn't constant right. rain, but right. when it fell, it fell. But anyway, so I'm at this, the intersection, the first major intersection near the house. Right. And there, it's turning yellow. We're approaching, and there's three, one, two, there's three cars in front of me. Okay. Right. There's uh, the one. The first car got through the yellow light before it changed. Okay. And then the next car was stopping. The car behind that and right in front of me dashed into the turning lane, which made me think he wanted to do a last minute turn because people always do that. They change their mind. They want to turn before the light turns red and make a left turn. Right. Gets in that lane, cuts someone off in that lane. And then speeds up and flies diagonally across the intersection through a red light, almost flipping his SUV. Wow. To go around the person in front of him and get through that light. <clears throat> because he was in a big hurry. I guess, but I was just, I get well, so no, I'm irate try- about I this know, stuff. I know, and there's nothing you can do about moronic drivers. So yelling doesn't help it? No. <sighs> Because no. I was yelling at him in my car so badly that I didn't even know if we'd get a show off today. Because, right, because, because of your of my voice. voice. Right. I mean, I do, I do a one-hour broadcast and my voice is toast. Yeah. So I'm out there now. I'm out there yelling, which is stretching the vocal cords right. and making them worse. And I, I just, I don't know why, but I, it, I, it makes me happy. You know what? Because I don't want it to be someone I love or me, myself. Right. That ends up getting hurt because of people like that exactly you know you know what the you know how i'm raising i was this the i want i i i wished for that moment i could have been a cop in an unmarked oh SUV. my god i know you know what i mean there are so many oh. times <laughs> that's how i, I, I see people doing idiotic moronic stupid assholeish things to say and you or, feel a certain way do. right yeah, I mean, you do get angry, and I wish at those times that I was a cop myself, and I could pull them over. Yeah, I was mm, so mad. I knew you were. So, um, so as I always say, yes. and as we always preach on this show, can you please be careful... If if you don't care about your own life and well-being, at least do it for somebody you love. Pick anyone you love. Your children, your wife, your girlfriend, your parents. Pick someone and think about them when you do these dumb things. And don't be a jackass on the road. Right. That's all we're asking. Exactly. So, do I need to talk about Wawa? 
Maybe. Now depends that, on now what, I it. <laughs> right? Depends on what you're going to discuss. Well, I mean, while I'm in this irate mood, I should discuss oh. the terrible experiences I've had with them in, in the last week and a half at two different locations. Yeah, but I don't think that we should um, make Wawa, which is such a great company, providing great services like their great coffee to us in the AM when we desperately need it. I don't think we should bash them. Okay. Well, maybe then if, if you okay, if you don't want me to bat, if you um, if you don't want me to talk about the negative experiences here, and now that they've been mentioned, and now the listeners will be salivating at what's going on, except for the people that have no idea what a Wawa is, and tough on them. Yeah, right. Now I'm, <laughs> they're I'm, missing out. I'm going to have to blog about it on the Facebook page. No, no, now. go ahead, discuss it. No, you said we. You shouldn't. brought it up, and now people I are did. wondering. I did. Well, they, you know, they do make good coffee, but the thing is, like, so two weeks ago. When we when we go down the beach, we always stop there. It's convenient. It's right there. It's you know two miles from the house and two miles from the highway. It's right, right there in the middle. And so we grab a bite to eat, and we get on the road. Right. And exactly. I usually get something pretty convenient because I'm driving. Carefully, I may add, I'm not cutting people off. <laughs> so two weeks ago, we stop, and I get, I said, give me hot dogs. Because uh-huh. I want to be relatively safe, right. you know, as far as my diabetes goes. And you know, your lactose intolerance. And my lactose intolerance. Right. And so I'm eating them while I drive. And the rolls, you even felt one of them because I hit your wrist with it and broke your wrist in four places. I know. The rolls were I'm so hard. Suffering. The hot dog rolls were so hard. I could beat someone half to death with them. Right. And, of course, if the rolls are hard, and the reason for this, obviously, folks, is because they've outlasted their life under the heat lamps. Right, exactly. Now they've already had two heat strokes and a heart attack <laughs> okay. before you purchased them for me. Correct. So with the rolls being as hard as they were, and I mean hard. Yes, they were very hard. Um, Now the hot dog itself tastes like... Ass. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, a bloated... It, it uh, yeah. really does. <laughs> I guess, not that I know what bloated ass tastes like. But, yeah, I was going to uh, say, wait, what? But, but I'll, I'll tell you this. Two weeks ago at the Wawa, I think that hot dog came pretty close <laughs> to whatever bloated ass tastes like. So. Alrighty. I chalked it up. Did not yep. complain. I'm not a complainer. I chalked it up as a bad experience. You got me baked chips, so I was all right. And we went on our way. Right. And then... During the week, I got a breakfast sandwich. Okay. At one of our, as you say, morning stops. And I was so excited because they come out with a fresh cart full of fresh out-of-the-oven bagel sandwiches. So now I'm salivating. Oh, I know. I can't wait to have this sandwich. Sandwich. Okay, go ahead. And I'm three-quarters of the way through the sandwich, and I get a hair. A oh, long come on. And you know there, there is nothing, nothing worse. worse to ruin your appetite. I uh. spit everything out of my mouth into the trash and threw the rest of the sandwich in the trash. Yeah, that's... And I said to you, Yep. now I'm going to complain. Yeah. And I did. I yeah. sent in a complaint and I got a email back saying, sorry, we talked to the store, we talked to the staff. And I emailed really? them back. Did I, they though? Yes, and I emailed them back, and I but said, "But I mean, did they really?" 
Yes. They may have said to you that they did. Oh, but did they really write? Yeah, exactly. but did well, they really? Well, at the point that I got my response, we had another Friday hot dog incident. Right. And then Sunday coming back stopped at a Lewis <laughs> or Robeth Beach, whichever way yeah. you want to look at it, Wawa. And they messed up my sandwich. And sandwich. When, sandwich, yes, yeah, sandwich. And when I went back in with my wrong sandwich... They were very rude that they had to fix my sandwich. Make me a new one because they couldn't do anything with that one. Right. And they pulled a guy off who was cleaning to come make my sandwich. Oh, good. So good. I'm, I'm glad so that I'm here because that he might have been poisoned. Cleaning, like having cleaning material stuff on his hands. Yeah. That's I what I was worried about. He then made a, a sandwich for you. Yeah. Now look, we've oh, all look, seen. I know. We've all seen the Sixth Sense, and we look. know what Pine Saw does over time. Okay, but <laughs> I know. Yeah, they changed their gloves, washed their hands, whatever. But you can't get rid of that stink. But did he? I don't know. Yeah, no, you don't know. So at the point that I get this email, all this has transpired, and I sent a, I sent a, dear John letter back to them about those experiences. Well. Have you yeah. heard anything back? No, and I probably won't. And I was very nice about it. And I said, you know, I don't normally complain. This is not even me. Right. I've been there. I've right. worked in that industry. I've dealt with... So when I do actually have to tell someone about a complaint, I'm right. very cordial. I'm very courteous. But to roll your eyes at me and just grab someone else to fix it because you're, you're just standing there doing your nails or whatever, so you're too busy to do it. Well... You know what I mean? And I yeah, told no, them that really was the straw. Depth. Like yeah, this. and I and to I, me, I told him in the email. Oh so, yeah, I said that was too much. That moment was too much. That was the, that was the kicker right there. And so, you haven't heard anything back. No. Okay, so time for a phone call <laughs> from the missus. So. Um, yeah, and that's not. So there's that. Just so you know, a phone call from the missus is not a good thing. When the missus is pissed. I'm just saying. <sighs> and the missus is pissed. That is not your eliminator. You put a blindfold on me and I would have known if I didn't already know that that was crystal light. Huh? I know your lemonade, your homemade lemonade versus Okay. that. And well, you already told me it was crystal light. I know. Well, I'm just telling you. And another thing, when you make my homemade lemonade, the place, the place smells like a, you know an island in the in a Caribbean for like two days. It's because the yeah, citrus. Because when you squeeze the lemons, the citrus flies everywhere. So now you got some yeah, lemon oil sure. all over the place, lingering for a couple of days. Right. But and uh, when I make your lemonade, I do squeeze each one by hand. I don't use any. You use a squeezer. I know, but I'm saying I don't use like the professional or not professional the. You know, where you put the... The automated the, one? Yeah, the automated one. Yeah. I don't use all that. I no, you have an old-fashioned ceramic hand. Sque hand squeezer. Yeah. So, and so why, I squeeze them lovingly. Why are lemons so large that they can barely fit in there? And then when we when we make limeade, because we make limeade for me too, the limes are so small <laughs> that like... Because could, limes you, typically are smaller <laughs> than lemons anyway. You could squeeze the juice of a half a lime through that thing with two fingers. <laughs> Because they're so tiny oh in there. And this is a heavy ceramic thing. So you remember the weight of this thing already contributes to the squeezology of it. The squeezology. Yeah. Okay. New word. Well, I didn't want to say squeezies because they're squeezies. Oh, my Lord. 
You do know we're on the radio, right? Yes, I do. Theater of the mind. Okay. So, you know, he pointed to... Your squeezies. Um, my girls. <laughs> you know one of you, right? <laughs> Your puppies. <laughs> right. Uh, geez. So, wow. With so little time left, uh, we can't really get into anything else in this segment, but when we come back from break, we're going to do what we did last week, so you don't have to adjust your AirPods. We're going to do Wombat of the Week in a second segment, so you're here. What? Yeah. And you told me, so I got to go. No. You, you tried that last week. I already no, know no, that no, 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 no. I got to yes. go, though. For so real. we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about uh, movie co-stars who hated each other on set. So we're going <gasps> to talk about that. Oh. And then I think we're going to talk about... Uh, Don't tell me. Leave something a surprise. Okay, fine. Later on on the program, coming up later on in the, <laughs> in the final stretch, of course, we will do another edition of Honor Thy Heroes. One last thing, and obviously something else since we're moving the Wombat of the Week around. So I have to shuffle yeah. everything around, and it makes the last segment a little more interesting. Right. So that's what's coming up. Um, earlier you said something about comments. So I think we should probably drop the email address, joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. That's not how this works. We don't take phone calls on the air. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get back to you. Um, and you can, if you go to jamtalk.net, up at the top right-hand side is a email link anyway. So right. You want to comment on the show? That's what she's talking about when she said that earlier. Yes, comment. Send us an email. Or you can also send us a message on Facebook at JM Talk. Right. Uh, we're going to get a drink. i got to fill my cup with more lemonade or maybe iced tea this time. And Ooh. we'll be back with more after this. This is New York Super Oldie Station, 920 WON. The Apple, Brooklyn, New York. So I use my computer every day. I'm not even sure how I get along without it. But I wasn't prepared for a virus. A Trojan, they called it. One night I'm cruising along, and the next night I can't do anything. I was afraid it was going to cost me a fortune. Boy, was I surprised. They had me back up and running the same day I called them. I really like PC Tech Rescue, and you know what? My wallet likes them too. Are you troubled by computer problems? PC Tech Rescue should be your very next call. Whether the problem is viruses, hardware, software, or any other issue, they can diagnose your problem and have you back up and running fast. With more than 25 years of industry experience, you can be sure you are getting dependable and affordable service. Call today, 484-429-6061, or email us at pctechrescue at gmail.com. Welcome back, folks, to the program. It's the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. We're back and ready for more. Are you ready for more? I am. Okay. Um, so I suppose we'll do one out of the week. All right. How's that? Uh, now, what if you're a new listener, what is the Wombat of the Week? What are you talking about? What I'm talking about is... Stupid people doing stupid things and winding up in the news. Then, I, so it's not the wombat, the cute little wombat thing that you saw on Wikipedia when you're up late one night <laughs> wasting your life away on the internet. No. Uh, a wombat is the stupid... So, you know, just a real quick history. Why do I call these idiots wombats? Because wombats are a, a 
a pretty little furry creature, whatever. Yeah, but they're stupid. No, that's, no, they're not actually. This is why I do it. Because I had a science teacher, Mr. Gatchel, Walter Gatchel. I don't know if it's the same Gatchel you him. had because his brother mm-hmm. taught at the other school. And he was, I had him for two different science courses over two years in high school. And a uh, really good man, really smart man, really sarcastically funny man. And he always divided in his mind and verbally divided his class into two groups. He had the scholars. I was a scholar, by the way. <laughs> and and I even and if you weren't, you would I say was. You and were. listen, I had in my yearbook. He signed my yearbook to one of my scholars. Okay, comma. Prove good, it. Good luck in reform Prove school. It. Let next me see year. this. Let me see this. Um, when, when we find my yearbooks, I will show you that signature. Okay. We'll scan it and we'll post it up. It'll be like three years from now when we find it. Yeah, right. <laughs> but if we know where my yearbooks are, I will, I will take you right to it. But scholars and wombats. And of course, to him, the wombats were the idiots that didn't study, didn't learn, failed right. tests, didn't know what yeah. they were doing. Yeah. <clears throat> and as a good scholar, okay, a uh, mm-hmm. mutual acquaintance of ours, I helped him through science so he could continue to play football. Okay. So, a scholar helping a wombat. Yeah, but which one were you? So, anyway, that's why. How can you, the listener, get involved in Wombat of the Week? Very simply. All you need is to send us a link to a story, a news story, from a bona fide news source of stupid people doing stupid things. <clears throat> and send it to us at joelmaholicradio at gmail.com or a message over Facebook. <clears throat> I'm sorry, my th- that lemon the lemonade really like raw. You know, you get yeah. that citrusy raw. Yeah, it did that. Another reason why I switched to the iced tea. <laughs> okay, that's how you can get involved. Let's move forward and talk about this week's wombat of the week. It's a Virginia man fleeing from the state troopers in Virginia. Whipped out a gun during the ensuing struggle and fatally shot himself in the process, according to authorities. <laughs> Sergeant Michelle Anya identified the man. Uh, during a press conference on uh, two Thursdays ago, this is about two weeks old, as Coleman Lamar Sample, she said authorities attempted to pull over the 23-year-old around 10.23 p.m. on that Wednesday night on I-264 in Virginia. He was allegedly traveling 92 miles an hour in a 55-mile-per-hour zone, according to the news source. When the vehicle failed to stop, the state troopers gave chase, following Sample onto the exit for the military highway, Back on the highway, and from there, into a parking lot, etc., etc. Anaya said that when Sample exited his own vehicle and attempted to flee the scene, troopers caught up with him, attempted to take him into custody, but then he pulled out a gun. The struggle ensued, and Sample was fatally struck in the gunfire. His body was taken to the medical examiner in Norfolk. None of the officers discharged their weapons during the struggle. Okay, but I just have one question. Sure. Point to me on your body where the gunshot is. Oh, I don't know. It doesn't say. The way you read it was that he was shot in the gunshot. He was shot in the gunshot? Yeah. So I'm just wondering where on your body. Maybe he was shot in the gunshot. (laughs) My gunshot. (laughs) Hey. So, um. (laughs) So anyway. Uh, a couple of things here, a couple of obvious things, especially now with so much turmoil against the police. I know. You know, it, and maybe people don't know this, so this could be a life lesson right here, Sharon. Okay. This could be a life lesson. If you obey the law, 
and do what you're told and you don't break the law, chances are you will not have a problem with the law. Correct. Well, so to that could be an assumption. <laughs> to further that, don't drive 92 and a 55. Okay, now yeah. I can attest 80, 85, and a 65 is okay. I'm just kidding. Wait. I don't condone that, but it happens okay. to me sometimes. No, 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 no. <laughs> Wait a minute. So when I do it, it's not okay. But when you do it, it is okay. I don't have a ready response for that, so we'll move on. Okay. So, um, no. So. Wait. I don't want to move on yet. <laughs> I want an answer. I don't have a ready answer for that. Okay, people. Please explain to me. Someone, please explain to me. How it's okay for him, but not for me. Anyway, no one's there listening. No one can reply to you right now. This is a pre-recorded <laughs> podcast. The following episode is pre-recorded. Um, so, so now let's start with the obvious. Okay. Don't do ninety-two and a fifty-five. But if you have to do ninety-two and a fifty-five. And the police are trying to pursue you instead of going off and on the highway and through towns and parking lots and everything else. Yep. Maybe pull over. What will happen to you? 9255 I don't know how Virginia law works. Some states might take your license for that right off the bat. Yeah. 25 miles over. Some states 25 miles over. You, you get a set of points. Huh? No, not yes. well. Points and a ticket can be considered a slap on a hand. But you would have been on your way most likely right. unless you have and the story doesn't say this, unless you have priors and warrants and stuff like that. Right. We don't know because the story doesn't delve into that. Why are you carrying a gun? And why did you pull it on officers? See, I mean, it's not why are you carrying a gun. Sometimes I carry a gun. So why are you pulling it on officers who, are, who first of all, just wanted to pull you over because you're speeding, right. but you gave them chase all over Virginia? Exactly. You know, so yep. it's just the dumbest thing. You know, and you know, I don't usually like to do wombats where it wound up in somebody's death. Right. I know, but, but this when you stupid. get shot in the gunshot. Yeah, when you shoot I, yourself in a gunshot. I just want to know. I'm going to have to listen to this segment again to find out where <laughs> I screwed that up. No, you were reading. So it, but even when it I was read, just I, the it way. Could still be me. No, it, it was just the way just the it way I sounded. Am? Just the way you no, it's just the way it sounded. All right. Uh, the incident remains under investigation, and um, posthumously we award him the Wombat of the Week award. Right. So there you have it. I mean, it's just, and that's one of the things I don't understand. As I look at the news feeds every day, I don't understand why people just don't comply. Because it's. And in it's innate in some people to not be on the right side of the law. The, it, it, listen, it's a generational problem. It's a, you know obviously okay. Obviously, the timeout generation didn't work as well as I'm going to beat your ass generation, which exactly. is where we come from. Exactly. And I was always taught, as I know you have been, because we talked yep. about this. Yep. You get stopped by the police. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yep. You comply with his orders. If Order you don't disagree with his orders, you get your day in court. You yes. can go to court right. and you can argue 
that with a judge who will make a determination on who was right and who right, was wrong, exactly. depending on the evidence presented. That's how court cases work. Right. And everyone is entitled. You are entitled by law if you do not agree with the outcome of why you were stopped or approached by an officer yeah. to have your day in court and have that officer explain his side while you explain your side. That is your right. However, that is what we were taught. I don't understand what happened. It's when some families are bringing up their children, they teach their children what they have been taught or what had, what they have learned. Now, sometimes it's taught to children that cops are bad, and if you get pulled over, it's bad for you. Right. It's, it, 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 there's, there's some of it is learned. It's part of that generational Absolutely. problem. Yes. Yeah, because it's it, it, it's falling it's falling apart. But anyway, without us having to delve too much in that, because that's not what we really like to do. This is an entertaining kind of show. But sometimes right. we have to talk about things that we don't want to. In this case, all you had to do was comply. Right. He, th- there must be more to this for him to run. There like has that. to be, yeah. You know, I I do see a massive hole in that story because even if. Even if you, even if the only reason you fled is because you're carrying a gun, right? Okay. First of all, unless something else is going on, they're not going to know if you put on a They're not going to have you get pulled right over. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the second thing is, don't pull said gun on the police. You know, I, I and it's amazing the the what's what I'm looking for the uh, the um, the restraint that the officers. You know, struggle with him restraining. Right. When he pulled that gun to pull in either their taser or their gun. Right. Yeah, you know, they practice excellent restraint. And um, yep. anyway, that's that's our wombat of the week. Send us your wombat stories again to joelmaholicradio at gmail dot com or across Facebook at JM Talk. Um, and we especially like the small town ones. Yeah, we do. So um, that's the wombat of the week, and that's how you play along from home. <laughs> anyway, okay, you may not have known this, the lovely Sharon. Oh, but I know everything. Yeah? Okay. So I probably did know it. Okie dokie. So, let me tell you. I can't find a mouse. There we go. Let me tell you something! <laughs> okay. There is quite, and I didn't know any of these. This is, this is amazing. This, I got a list of some co-stars who did not like each other. During filming. Really? Yes. Yes. Like, did you... And they are... Did you know, okay, that Dirty Dancing... Yes, Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey... Hated each other. Yes. And did you know that that scene in his house where they were singing to each other and crawling on the floor to each other... Right. That was all improv. Really? They were just, yeah, they were just, you know, messing around. And the cameras happened to be rolling. And they decided to keep it in the movie. Yeah, there's a lot of good movie moments that are made that way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay, well, how about Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey in Batman Forever? No, I didn't Two know Two-Face and a Riddler, yeah. respectively. Um, apparently, Tommy Lee Jones 
uh, did not like Jim Carrey. Um, and in fact, during filming, Carrey recounted he ran into Jones at a restaurant and it seems his co-star had to get something off his chest. Jim Carrey in an interview said that he went over and he said, Hey, Tommy, how you doing? And the blood just drained from his face. Carrey told Norm MacDonald on Norm MacDonald Live that he got up shaken and must have been mid-kill-me-fantasy mode <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> and he went to hug me and he said, I hate you. I really don't like you. And I said, what's the problem? And he pulled up a chair, which probably... And I pulled up a chair, which probably wasn't a very smart idea. And he said... I cannot sanction your buffoonery. Oh, Can you imagine what? that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How about <coughs> Bill M- Bill Murray and Lucy Liu in Charlie's Angels? Really? Uh, full Throttle, I guess it was. Yeah. Um, uh, Murray at one point was so heated on the Charlie's Angels set that one day the actor headbutted um, I guess who? MG? Who's that? No, who's MG? I don't know. I'm not sure. But the two figuratively butted, uh, butted heads on set, which apparently stem from Murray not being a fan of Lou's acting talents. It got so bad, allegedly, Murray said, you can't act in the direction of Lou, who was standing with Drew Barrymore and Cameron Diaz. Lou then proceeded to punch him repeatedly. Wow. Uh, This is one of those juicy tidbits that neither actor has addressed head on. No pun intended. But Murray had this to say about his co-star. I will dismiss you completely if you are unprofessional and working with me. Wow. (laughs) Josh Hartnett and Harrison Ford, Hollywood Homicide. Now, I never saw that, but it was on a few weeks ago. Remember? Yeah. It was like in the background, but I ended up watching a good bit of it. I've never seen the movie before. And I will say this. It seemed like that to me. It oh, seemed, so it did it seemed come like, through in there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. At the end, I think they get they, they obviously if they hate them each other so much, they did a good job at the end where, hey, pal, you know, and you know this and that. Right. But it looked like it during the chase scenes and whatnot. It looked like they might not have been. Wow. I don't know. Okay. Just this, now that I see it, like I wouldn't have been able to say this without seeing this article. Right. But now you see something like this and it's one of those moments where you go, you know what? I, f- I sort of felt that. Yeah. Um, as Harden had put it, there were times we would end up just sitting in the car when we were supposed to be doing a scene and neither us, neither of us would say anything for an hour. Mm. <laughs> wow. Wesley Snipes and the World in Blade Trinity. Uh, <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> Believe it or not. Uh, what I would this is what the article says. The the author. What what I would give to have been on the set of Blade Trinity and witnessed Wesley Snipes' personal vendetta against, for some reason, every single person involved with the movie. As co-star Pat Oswald recounted for the AV Club, Snipes wouldn't come out of his trailer and he would smoke weed all day. <laughs> okay, and? and of course, in parentheses, it says, "Wait, you can get paid for that." <laughs> <laughs> right. It only gets wilder from there. Snipes apparently on, only for close-ups. The rest of the time, his stand-in was performing the scenes, and tried to strangle director David Goyer for being a racist mf. What? Yeah, because a black extra in a scene had a T-shirt that said "garbage" on the front. <laughs> oh my god. Goyer then paid a bunch of bikers to pretend to be his security for a day, which freaked Snipes out. For the rest of the shoot, 
The two only communicated through post-it notes that the actor signed from Blade. <laughs> well. Uh, this one will surprise you, I think. Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams in The Notebook. Really? Uh, certainly acted well on that then. Yeah, right. The movie that almost everyone's high school partner has forced them to watch. Not complaining. It's good. The Notebook's production was not <laughs> nearly as romantic as its on-screen product. While its two stars would go on to have real-life romance on their own, director Nick Cassavetes told VH1 in 2014 that during filming, Ryan and Rachel's mutual disdain nearly derailed the entire movie. Wow. Maybe I'm not supposed to tell this story, Cassavetes said, which always <laughs> means you simply have to tell the story. But they were really not getting along uh, one day on set. Really not. And Ryan came to me, and there's 150 people standing in the scene, and he says, Nick, come here. And he's doing a scene with Rachel, and he says, would you take her out of here and bring in another actress to read off camera with me? I said, well. I, I said, what? He says, I can't. I can't do it with her. I'm just not getting anything from this. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. That is, uh, that's amazing. And there's a couple other ones, but it's, it, it, it's crazy to find out that because, but that shows professionalism. Yeah, because the end result of these movies is really good stuff. Right. All these movies. Well, like I said, we can't really speak for Halloween, uh, uh, the Ho Hollywood Homicide, and I never saw Blade Trinity either. I think I saw all the first one, maybe some of the second one. Right. And they might reboot that, by the way. Really? Yeah. I think I heard that. Yeah. That'd be interesting. So they're also doing a reboot of The Exorcist. I heard that. You told me that. Yeah. And of course, the Batman. The Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> you, I, I, I don't. I don't even know what that impression sounds like. I mean, it's a Batman, of course, but I don't know where, from where. It's like the evil Batman coming right. from, like the back of your mind or something <laughs> like that. Maybe. All right, folks. That wraps up this segment. That's uh, a partial list of movie star co-stars who hated each other during filming. Um, when we come back from break, when I come back from break, uh, we have honor thy heroes. One last thing, obviously there'll be time for that, and one other last thing, because I need to fill this up. <laughs> one <segment>. last, last <laughs> thing. Right, so uh, time for you to say goodnight, Sharon. Goodbye, Sharon. Or goodbye, Sharon, that works too. I was going to say that. I, I, <laughs> I had a, I, I had a slip. Because then I would have said goodnight, Sharon. Yeah, probably. <laughs> anyway, folks, uh, I will be back on the other side of this break, so don't touch that proverbial dial. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable, but how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Broadcasting from a crummy little studio in Baltimore, Maryland. This is Reality One Radio. You see why we need your donations?
Welcome back, everybody, to the program. It is the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. Thanks for hanging out and coming back after the break. Sharon, the lovely Sharon, has exited the the studio, as it were, leaving the final stretch, the third segment, up to moi. So you and I will spend some time together and uh, finish things up, as it were. Uh, rounding out the show and taking it to the end uh, during this segment. Of course, we will be honoring a new hero or heroes. It depends. And you'll find out whether it's singular or plural when we get to that part of the show. Also, one last thing, if time permits, and I think time will permit tonight, today, (laughs) whenever you're listening. (laughs) <laughs> time I think will permit for one last thing hashtag one last thing hashtag honor thy heroes all coming up in this portion of the program <clears throat> but first I uh, want to talk to you about and I, I think we might have had a brief conversation about this on a previous per, uh, show episode but uh, we want to talk about smart speakers and um, and it's becoming more commonplace where police are starting to subpoena smart devices like the Amazon, I can't say her name because we have one here in the studio, the Amazon smart speaker, the Google Assistant smart speaker, maybe even the Siri, I'm not sure. Also, smartphones. We're starting to see an increase in police subpoenaing this kind of thi- these kinds of things. For investigations. For instance, in July 2019, police uh, rushed to the home of 32-year-old Sylvia Galva, Galva's friend also in a home, called 911, claiming she ever heard a violent argument between Galva and her boyfriend, 43-year-old Adam Crespo. The two lived together in Hallandale Beach, Florida, about 20 miles from Miami. Why did I even say that part of the story? Who cares what his proximity is? To Miami, am I right? Anyway, when officers arrived, Galva was dead, impaled through her chest by a 12-inch blade at the sharp end of a bedpost. Police believe Crespo tried to drag Galva from the bed. Um, she held on to the bedpost to resist, but the sharp end snapped, somehow killing her. The police did charge Crespo with second-degree murder. He pleaded not guilty, was released on $65,000 bail, awaiting trial. In the months since the arrest, Crespo's lawyers had presented a surprising piece of evidence in his defense. Recordings from a pair of Amazon Echo speakers. Uh, So, uh, in in an interview, he was asked, Are you aware that this could be the first time the Amazon recordings are going to be used to convict somebody of murder? Um... And Crespo's lawyer says, I actually thought of it the opposite way. This could be the first time that the device recording is used to exonerate somebody to show that they are innocent. So, moving on and moving on and moving on. Um, the interesting thing here is, earlier this month, Amazon said they had received more than 3,000 requests from police for user data in the first half of this year alone. Um, and they compiled almost... 2,000 times, which was a 72% increase in requests from the same period in 2016 when Amazon first disclosed the data and a 24% jump this year from the past year alone. So here's the thing. 
And I always talk about, I always mention how technology just goes too far too fast. I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of saying that. And it's true. And so here we are. I mean, you have to remember that these smart devices have to listen for the buzzword that activates them doing what they do, right? So they have to activate. And so it has to listen for that buzzword. Well, what does that mean? So a lot of people are under the mistaken uh, uh, impression that, well, it doesn't come alive until I call its name. But what you what you have to remember is it has to listen for its name. And if it's listening for its name, that means it's listening. And if you didn't know, you know now that all that listening that it's doing is being recorded somewhere. And then, of course, these companies have employees that spend hours and there's full shifts just going through the data. And there have been, there have been, I think, a couple of cold cases solved. Okay, from listening to this data. And as I just told you, thousands of requests to aid prosecutors in their cases. So <laughs> it it's not a it's not a conspiracy theory, folks. It's it's for real. And so the, this is what's going on with these smart devices. You know, and I've said it before too. It doesn't take much to let you know that these devices are listening until you have a conversation with friends and then suddenly a day or two later on Facebook you're seeing ads about something you talked about. So these devices are listening. So now the next question is how do you really feel about that? How do you really feel about these devices listening? Me personally, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, if you don't have anything to hide, it's like anything else, right? It's like anything else. You know, uh, the gun control debate. Uh, you can't do that to me. It's, you know, you can't violate my Second Amendment rights and make me. What? What about the law that they want to introduce to keep criminals from getting guns? How does it affect you? Are you a law-abiding citizen? Oh, you are. Okay, good. If you have nothing to hide then move on. And that's this falls into the same thing. If you have nothing to hide, move along. But I do know people who have, once they found out this kind of stuff, have gotten rid of those devices. Um, but yeah, but they are listening. They are listening. She's listening right now. Somewhere... At some point, because it's not like they're listening in real time, some, at some point, somebody will be listening to this podcast in its uh, pre-production stage. They are listening. All right, folks. Let's, do, uh, let's, honor, let's honor a hero, shall we? So we have this segment, and if you're new to the show, as in the last segment when we did Wombat of the Week, you can get involved. You can send us stories of everyday people doing extraordinary things. Okay? Real superheroes don't wear capes. Okay? And not all superheroes wear badges. 
Um, and, and of course, just you know, and you see that in the news sometimes. <laughs> sometimes some of the people wearing badges aren't aren't good either. But that's a small percentage. You can get involved by sending us these stories, and I love the small town newspaper stories, and we had a couple of them. Um, so you can send them to us at joelmaholicradio at gmail.com or across the Facebook page at JM Talk and send us these links. Send us links that of just, just everyday people going out of their way doing great things for people. Okay, and I this week we want to talk about two off-duty officers who saved a five-year-old boy drowning in a river after he was swept away by heavy currents. And this happened, happened in Wenatchee, Washington. Um, the heroic actions of two off-duty police officers helping a five-year-old boy being swept away in the Wenatchee River. I hope I'm saying that right. Kent County Police Department Detective Rick Gilchrist and King County Sheriff's Officer uh, Office Deputy B. Johnson were vacationing with their families near the river when they saw the child floating down the river by himself in a panic. The young boy was floating downstream in, a fast moving, in the fast-moving frigid water. And without hesitation, both men jumped into the river to help save the boy. They fought the current and were able to reach the child and pull him safely to shore. A witness to the heroic event said they calmed the panicking child in the middle of the rapidly flowing river for a few minutes, fighting the current and swimming to shore until the father arrived. Um, the witness went on to say, uh, the, ri- the river was moving at a, such a swift pace, I have no doubt that without decisive action, quick thinking, and lack of hesitation these two men showed, while others stood by and watched, the child would have been swept away and ultimately drowned. The actions of both these men deserve to be recognized and commended as they, greatly, as they reflect greatly upon not only their own personal character, but that of the departments that employ them. So very true. And both departments did actually praise their officers for a job well done. And, um, and certainly we also <clears throat> want to thank them uh, for their, uh, for, for, you know, the, it's that being in the right place in the right time thing, right? And what would you do? I mean, the witness said other people just stood around and watched the boy floating down the river, you know? And believe me, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, why would you? I mean, you know, the lovely Sharon and I both worked in emergency services for a long, long time. We'd probably jump in as well, okay? Um, but they were just, how how fortunate for that family that, and, and the story doesn't say, and I do not know if these two <laughs> deputies from different departments knew each other or where they just happened to be at the same campground or a camping spot near the river at the same time. I have no idea. But how lucky for that family that they were. And they were able to do that. Now, let me give you their names. Oh, I did. I did. I'm sorry. I did give you their names. So, um, because of their heroism, Kent Police Department Detective Rick Gilchrist and King County Sheriff's Office Deputy B. Johnson both sharing the crown of Honor Thy Heroes this week on the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. Uh, we want to thank them not only for what they have done for this five-year-old boy and saving his life, but also their service to their respective communities, of which I'm sure people are proud to have them in the, these departments. So, gentlemen, thank you very much. 
and you are truly heroes going out of your way to help that family out. So that's how the Honor Thy Heroes work. Please send in your stories to us. Um, uh, unfortunately, <clears throat> I, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse. Some of these things I was thinking before I came back on here during the break, I was like, how am I? Like when I get into this third segment, I sometimes sound like a broken record. I do, I do a lot of repetitive things, but here's the thing. We do actually get and find and receive probably 10 times or more the amount of wombat stories than we do everyday heroes. And the, the reason for that is because, the, the sad reason for that is because there's wombats all over the place. Obviously. <clears throat> and you, can find, you don't have to look far to find wombats. But anyway, so that's the segment. Please submit your stories. We appreciate it. We love honoring people, helping people. So that does leave us with a couple minutes for one last thing. And I want to talk to you about this, um, this, this article I found, this blog, if you will, or a blog post. And it talks about falling asleep faster, like in two minutes. Okay. And uh, the author says that military pilots use this hack um, so they can sleep anywhere in any position and get to sleep in two minutes or less. Because sometimes they have to sleep. Now, I'll, I'll tell you this. I've tried this. I've been, I've been working on, try, on trying this. And I've got it to work two nights this week since I had found this article. So it does work. It does take uh, some discipline. It takes some getting used to. It takes doing things differently than you're probably used to. My problem is, is I, I, I sit awake for an hour or two after I get into bed. And that's no bueno. That's no good for me. I have to sleep. And I've actually made this work on two nights this past week. So basically it says, get into a comfortable position. Okay, obviously you're in bed. If you're in bed, you're in a comfortable position. Relax your face. The key to the whole thing. There are 43 muscles in your face, and they're a big part of how your body knows whether you're stressed. You have to fully relax your face. Close your eyes, relax your forehead, cheeks, tongue, jaw, everything. Just let everything go slack. Drop your shoulders. Okay, same thing. Make sure you relax your shoulders and nose muscles. Um, let your legs go limp, okay? You got to let all your leg muscles just go limp all the way down to your foot. And clear your mind for 10 seconds, okay? And that's all it takes. If you do these steps correctly, you end up putting your whole body at ease and relaxing all the muscles so none of the muscles have to be involved in doing anything. Okay, and then clear your mind. And once you, once you can achieve this, and like I said, I only got it to work twice, but I've gotten it to work. But once you achieve those things, I'm out like a light. So it does work. I didn't want to just, when I got this story, and I, of course I stumbled upon it, and it was weird that I did because I have problems sleeping. <clears throat> I wanted to try it before I even talked to you about it. So I could say it works or it doesn't work or, or discuss with you that maybe I'm doing it wrong. Obviously, a couple of nights I did do it wrong. And obviously, on a couple of nights, I did it right because it worked. 
And even the lovely Sharon commented the other night that we went, we went in to go to bed, and I got into bed first, and she got went to get ready, comes out, and she said I was already gone. And that was one of the two nights that I'm speaking about where I really concentrated on making that work. Now, <clears throat> clearing your mind thing can be tough. I'm an IT person. I'm constantly thinking. I'm, I'm always stressed out about bills. So my mind is always, you know. Here's another tip I'm going to throw in here that I got. I didn't even realize it, but the two nights that it worked, sometimes when I go to bed, I put Vicks on my nose because I like to make sure that I can fully breathe when I sleep. I'm, I don't know. It's just it's, it's something I've been doing. And then I just found out recently, and on the two nights this worked, I had put Vicks on my nose. I had recently f- learned that a trick to clearing your mind and from stress is to put Vicks on your chest or on your nose or both. Because the, your mind has to think of all these things, right? But if you do that, this other article I read said that the Vicks, the menthol, the coolness on your, on your chest... The smell, you know, clearing your passageways. It puts your mind on one thing. That Vicks, that smell, that feel. So, I guess, when I put all this together to explain it to you, I would say that the two nights that it worked for me were two nights that I remembered to put my Vicks on. On my nose. And... So, I don't know. Listen, try it out, okay? Uh, we're going to... We will try to remember to get this posted because you should try that. And then you let us know. Drop us a line and let us know, hey, did it work for you? And that, getting to sleep two minutes or less is one last thing, which brings the show to a halt. And I'm very happy that you hung here. Episode 106... In the books, I want to remind everybody we're at www.jmtalk.net on the web. Subscribe to the podcast, listen to the show, check out everything else going on, reach out to us. Social media, TikTok, Facebook at JM Talk, Instagram, and Twitter at JM Talk Radio. Drop us a line at joelmahalikradio at gmail.com. We want to thank everybody for listening. Please be good to each other in a world gone mad. Be kindness. And we'll catch you back here next time on the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. Thank you. And we'll catch you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>